to 66.6 Fright FM. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Fright FM. The only podcast where you can talk to your sleep. You fucked it up, but okay. Let's keep going. Ah, fuck! Well, whatever. Um, Welcome back to the uh, best podcast about horror movies on the internet, Fright FM. Um, Not the only, as we thought. Well, we actually thought there were going to be a million when we made this, and then we found out there's not that many. Yeah, there's not a lot of... It's still a decent amount. Yeah, there's a decent amount, uh, but not as many as this you would think. This is the only one, though, where you can dock to your sleep. The rest yeah, of them are different. Are, are just not as... So this is pretty unique. The other ones, you have to be... Uh, you have to tell the truth about your sleep. Yeah, it's, right. it's sad. Anyways, <laughs> um, yes, today we're talking about the uh, 2019 adaptation of Dr. Sleep, but before Called. we... Doctor Sleep, Sleep. Uh, no differences in title. But before we get to that, any horror things you all have consumed in the past uh, since we've last talked? Um, oh, sorry. I I finished Hill House for oh, yeah. the first time uh, uh, since review. the last time. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Cry at all? No, no. Thought you wouldn't. I didn't cry. To be fair, though, I didn't cry during Hill House at all. I I I uh. Yeah, it's it didn't pull at my heartstrings as much as Haunting a Blind Manor did, or uh, the other thing I watched from Mike Flanagan uh, of recent Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, which I have not watched. Which yet. these two, both of you, haven't watched. Um, I would like to watch Midnight Mass. Yes, because me too. This this. Oh, Daniel, let's watch it together. <laughs> I guess we will. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Midnight Mass feels more like Dr. Sleep than any of Hill House, uh, spiritually-wise. So don't go in thinking, oh, I'm going to get silly, gay, sad ghosts. Are you thinking of Bly? Yeah, I said. I thought, you, I thought you said Hill House. I'm encapsulating both. There are gay ghosts in both. There's not gay ghosts in Bly. I don't know that. Name a gay ghost. Uh, not not in Bly. There are. There's. There's a whole gay ghost. <laughs> Name the gay ghost in Hill House. Um, the friends we made along the way. Those are those are the real gay ghosts. <laughs> so yeah, Midnight Mass. Holy fucking shit. So fucking good. Catholics. Uh, Catholics. Best. Uh, not just Catholics. Not just Catholics. Uh, Protestants. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but just you know, a whole interest. I've. I. I don't know. I just. I really respected the way religion was dealt in the series. I don't think I had ever seen. Uh, really that well of a depiction of like Christianity. Just not Christianity. Just again, religion in general. Um, and but it, like. Mostly Christianity, no. right? Really? No. I again, I think over like it uses Catholicism as you know. Obviously, this is a small knit. Again, it takes place on an island, so there is that pool of there are a decent amount of people. Um, Where is this island? Like the island in um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? 
Uh, no, Crockett Island is not like. Mm, meatballs uh, sound so good right now. <laughs> okay. Point that out there. Yeah, no, I understand. A um, lovely meatball sub would a be a great dish. My deli- mom makes good meatballs. Really? In a crock pot. Oh, yummy. Oh, so good. Crock for, like, pot a basketball meatballs. Game, mm. Chilling, eat some meatballs. Eat some cheese. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Uh, <laughs> You're like in a different energy space right now than you and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Vibing. Love you're, it, though. You're bouncing. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I cannot suggest Midnight Mass more. It's amazing. These two fucks need to go watch it. Um, (laughs) I also saw, and Daniel also saw, but we saw it at different times, which is funny. Um, Scream re-released in theaters. It was quite good. It was, it was not different from the first time it was released. Uh, Yeah, not, (laughs) not different at all. No different, but it was, yeah, it's a good movie. It's, Scream is just a damn fucking fine piece of uh yeah film it's it's great and it was fun to watch it actually in a theater of experience i never thought i would experience with scream um all right enough about things we have wait emily have you uh consumed anything more um no i don't think so you take long breaks until we show you some shit oh yeah it's always you guys <laughs> yeah steer me back and always uh, being like watch this horrifying piece of media yes and here today, we are t- to going to talk about Dr. Sleep uh, from 2019. Um, y'all's thoughts on this film, because you, again, like The Shining, you both hadn't seen it before, and I have. Well, wait, this movie looked a lot like The Shining. That's all <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> looked a lot like it. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Mike Flanagan is kind of a hack. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's just so long. Uh, That's we, a critique. Mason, so, Mason neglected to tell you that we watched no, the director's I cut. I told her um, afterwards. Oh, we <laughs> like did? That. Well, you already know I for, would forget that. Yeah, so. yeah. We watched the director's cut? We watched, so yes. How watched, long is the so, other okay, one? So, okay, to be fair, it's only 15 minutes less. It's two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, okay, sure. yeah. Um, oh, okay, no, yeah. I gotta, I gotta disagree. Once you get that number three in there, a movie might as well be 12 hours long. Shut up. I don't care. I like long movies. Anyways, but yes, we did watch the director's cut. So, viewers at home, if we describe any, sorry, uh, if we describe anything to you that you hadn't seen in your view to Doctor Sleep, it's probably because you were watching the original, original theatrical cut, and not the director's. Um, so we start with a uh, prologue. I would say in 1980, we see little kid Violet. Played by uh, Young Nell from Hill Young House. Young Nell is yes. so cute, so adorable, uh, cute kid. Um, and we, uh, her name's Violet, and she's gonna go pick flowers. And her mom's like, "Don't wander too far past this one place." You know what Violet fucking does? Wanders too far. Dumb fucking kid. And this is where we see, for the first time ever, Rose the Hat. Uh, and she is Irish, which I- Irish, I guess, which they did not realize. Did not realize. And hot. And hot. She and is hot. Played by Rebecca Ferguson from The Greatest Showman. Never, never. Uh, wait, okay, she's got to have better credits than. Um, she was in that new. Uh, um, oh, she was a. She was in. Some some of the Mission Impossible yeah. movies. The Girl on the Train. Nope, she's not starring in that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Life. The uh, horror film Life. She's, oh, she's going to be in Dune. So oh, she's, yeah. She starred in Swedish stuff. Oh, wait. 
Oh, she's playing Paul's mom in Doom. Yeah. That's what I just said. Well, you didn't know who the character was. I did not. <laughs> I don't know um, nothing about Doom. I don't know anything about Doom. All, all I know is uh, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Right. Um, and that's your only knowledge of Dune. Um, <laughs> so we see Rosa Hat. She's uh, fucking shit up, doing some magic tricks for um, Violet over here. When all of a sudden, uh, I guess her quote unquote friends start showing up and being all creepy. Um, which is which is a cool uh, cool shots. I yeah. really like those where uh, it cuts away and the other members of the True Knot are just standing there, really menacingly. You can Mike Flanagan's got like a very specific hand, like visual hand, and I think it's these these cuts without. Uh, he does like half of a jump scare, right? Like he's, al- he's always doing like half of a jump scare. Yeah, it's never he never gives you fully what you want, uh, not what you want, but like never fully is like ah. Um, so yeah, uh, all of a sudden we learn that uh, these people are hunting children, whoever they are. Uh, for some reason, we don't really know why yet. We can guess it has to do something with The Shining because Violet uh, correctly guessed the flower of a uh, flower that Rose was holding in her hand. And it was Violet. And it was Violet. And then we get our very first, uh, I think, really cool visual. We see the Overlook condemned with a bunch of snow. And then um, we get this cool music in. We see the hexagonal uh, carpet slowly appear. And you hear this, this droning noise. It's like, ah, that noise sounds familiar. Yeah. Ah, it's Danny. And you're like, oh my God, I- I'm watching The Shining. I'm watching The Shining. Uh, Love the carpet in the beginning also. Huge fan. Huge fan. So again, this is, this is like an it. Shapes. This is like an it chapter two when they like re- stole the <laughs> stole the plot of it right. one. It's like it's a sequel or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, we quickly learn that what we are seeing is actually a nightmare that Danny is having. And uh, Danny awakes. Oh, quickly to note, I guess I'll just note it here. Um, I told these guys last night, but everything that we see that's Overlook set-wise, again, I said the last time that the set burnt down, so they recreated everything. Um, There must have been, I think that there must have been like, uh, a huge team on this like restoration recreation. yeah you can actually there's a youtube video you can see of them like doing the restoration like, who was who was heading up this there must have been like one person heading up this restoration right like yeah um and again it's crazy they tore it all down again they didn't like keep like anything. not just the overlook but also like um like making danny and wendy and jack like look like the, they're I guess there wasn't necessarily that that one person was probably Mike Flanagan, but like right, um, yeah. It's also to note that this film doesn't try and do the thing that some movies of recent have done, and that's try and get an actor who looks like the person and then do CGI <laughs> over them. Um, which I'm guessing Daniel hates. Basically. I hate it. Um, so you were a fan of them. I, I was a really big fan. I, I would rather have someone who is a real person who looks a little bit like the like right. a little different than the original person. Right. If they had gotten them even and like done this weird CGI like soft clay face thing on them, I would have lost my mind. Uh-huh. It's so ugly and and it it really takes you out. I would rather have 
someone recreate that role and then try to clumsily like make that uh Oh, she's in Bly too? Yeah, yeah, she's the mom of Flora and Miles, remember? Oh, wow. That's what that's what I was trying to remember. Mike Flanagan likes using the same actor. Yeah, he, tr- he trusts very specific people. And and um the people he trusts are they're I, good. They're good. Yeah. They're really good. I think sure. I I haven't seen a Mike Flanagan project yet with out like a really strong like every Mike Flanagan thing I've seen has had like a solid cast. Um so yeah, uh so Danny goes to use the restroom and boom, there's the ugly bitch from room two three seven ready to fucking the pounce. The scary mermaid zombie lady. T- titty, <laughs> titty lady. Titty lady. Titty lady. Um and she starts getting up, coming for Danny. He closes the door, uh, pisses himself, poor guy, so scared. Um, and then Wendy comes and is like, Hey, the fuck is up? Uh and he's, she's like, listen, man, you need to talk. You haven't talked since the Overlook. We need some communication here. And Danny's just not talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get some, I, I really like this music cue into the next scene. Like it's like these dun, 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 dun. And we're shown a shot of Danny sitting alone at a bench. But then we cut to another shot of a close-up on him, and then it slides over, and Dick Holleran's there. Dick! Um, and I remember the first time I saw it, there were, like, audible gasps in the theater. of like, what? <gasps> what? I thought he was dead! Um, and I... Wait, wait, they thought... Did they think that was Scatman Crothers, or they were like, wait... No, they thought, like, Dick Dick was Halloran's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. It's Ghost. Yeah. Uh, did they- you watch The Shining? <laughs> They didn't understand, I guess. No, but they were like, oh, dick. Um, and I was like, it's a ghost. It's a, it's a spoop. Um, anyways, uh, this great dialogue happens of uh, Danny being like, listen, man, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't tell me that you said there were pictures in a book and they all are coming after me. Like, they followed me to my new home. In Florida. In Florida. Bitch, they're from Colorado. These ghosts ain't messing around. Yeah. So. That's a long drive. Right. For ghosts especially. Think of ghost travel. No. Um. Anyways. So Dick introduces kind of some world building here. He's like, look at this box. You're going to understand this box. Pretty cool fucking box. It's a a neat box. And Danny's like, why? Why am I going to. To trap your monsters in. Yeah. Pretty much, in your mind. Yeah, so we get kind of the biggest, not biggest world build. There's a lot more world building in this than the original Shining. Yeah, like, Um, great. Well, because one, it takes a definitive stance on, like, these ghosts exist outside of just one person's mind. Right. Um, So... Uh, after this, uh, we get a great scene where Danny is watching Bugs Bunny with his mom, and he uh, all of a sudden gets up, goes to the bathroom, and and it's no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. That's the scariest part. You're like watching, and you're like, oh my god, he's closing the door, and he's he's locking himself in with that uh t- with titty lady, with titty lady. But he's just gonna capture. He's gonna catch him like Pokemon. Yep, and catches the bitch, and yep. uh, then we get going. And then we get now going. We're like, oh, okay. And yeah. now we cut to old Danny. And old Danny 
It's not doing too he's good. He's doing pretty bad. Old Danny's an alcoholic. Old Danny's an alcoholic. He he's mean to people. Mean to people. Beat a guy. Steals out. their money and put, leaves their babies um, unattended. unattended. Yeah. Uh, we get this bit where. Actually, I think he gave it like some Pringles or something. Oh, God, that cheese sounds so good. He gave right it some cheese. He gave it some cheese. Cheese it's too. Um, so. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't get over it. Jeez, it sound good. Um, sorry. It's fine. I'm sure uh, the people listening are no, eating a snack. Uh, probably. I hope everyone listening to Fried FM is enjoying a I lovely snack, snack or beverage. Podcasting are. has an unfair relationship because listeners can enjoy a snack and we cannot. Yeah, I, we can just drink our sodies. Yeah, we, and we have to go off like over here and. I, I want to eat crunchy snacks while recording so I'm, much. Let's do it. No, no it would be an it audio is, nightmare. It is awful. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so Danny steals his, uh, her buddy, is about to leave, and then we hear the cries of a child. He's like, oh, what's your name, Junior? No Wait, response. What's, what's your name, Hero? Yeah, no response. No response, because uh, it is a toddler a that baby. is not able to speak yet. Um <laughs> And he puts oh, it next. Sorry. He puts it next to his not okay mother, who has obviously puked herself yeah. uh, from whatever binge they were on. That oh, I really like the way. Can I say something mm-hmm. in the movie? Like how it was portrayed of him, like starting to remember, like where he yeah. was so like blacked out. I thought that was like a really yeah yeah like where I don't know. He was just like kind of going about his like morning right, and then it would flash, and then it would flash, and yeah, and then it would cut really cool. Um, that was something that stood out to me. Yeah. In the beginning. Part, do you think sure. Dan was remembering? So, do you think that was him, like remembering? Because um, it it seems like he's always trying to black out. But the way it was showed to me, it kind of felt like he was being shown what happened through his shining. Mm. Oh. Like, because he would, he would, and I guess it's kind of how memory works. So yeah, be because he, he was like, like looking he would, in like, the mirror, look at the girl, and he'd see this, and he'd touch his eye, and he'd. See yeah. this and grab the alcohol bottle. And that's actually a cool. Yeah, I never viewed it as that before, but that's like a really cool interpretation. Yeah, I could so, totally like see that. Like he is drinking to forget all right. the time, but he his shining forces him to know and remember these things. Right. Yeah, and then Dick shows up for a second and is like, "Boy, what are you doing? I know you're down, but Why do you act like that? But why do you like act what? like that? Like that. The way that you act." Yeah. Um and he uh he's he he again kind of excuses a lot of things away and i think it's interesting that mike flanagan deliberately showed like choose to have like it linger on danny looking at them like he stays looking at them and has the choice to change for a you know a decent amount of time uh and i think that's important to show like how far dan is just yeah i think it's a thing of like dan cannot people can't just stop making bad choices or get out of these these bad cycles just because their like brain is telling them they need to which is what i think dick is like even your conscience can't stop you right it's not until he leaves here and goes to uh, Frazier. Frazier, New and Hampshire meets someone who is willing to help him that he can finally pull himself out of this yeah this uh destructive cycle yeah um so then we're uh flash to uh 
see Abra. We're shown our newest character. Well, one of our new characters, Abra. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cute kid playing piano. Her parents walk in and are like, hey, it's bedtime. Uh, practice some other time. Uh, with, you know, puts her to bed. Nice house. Nice house. Nice piano. Really love the front door. Um, nice family. Um, hot family. Uh, specifically the parents. Um, uh, that's what I meant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, uh, they're, the parents are in bed, uh, falling asleep, uh, and all of a sudden the piano starts again, and they're like, "Ah, oh, our kid. You She's know? just so silly. So silly. And they go downstairs, and then we're kind of, I love how this scene was shot of, like, we see their reaction, and them, like, slowly, like, coming around, and we don't fully see, like, what's going on until, like, the very end right. of the scene. Um, and yeah, it's shown that the piano is playing itself. By itself. Anyways, um, so after this, we're shown. Oh, um, we're showed uh the movie theater and um a scandalous thing afoot uh, going on. Um, oh yeah, I really like this character. Andy, this, yeah, snake, no snake bite Andy. So yeah, we're really sh- big fan of her. I don't know, I just like the vibes, and well, I liked her character. Right, right, I mean, right. even though she's bad, but right. I mean, hey, I'm, I was rooting for the villains in this movie, yeah. and she's so she's so hot. Yeah, in the new Gossip Girl revival, um, she's in that. Yeah. Um, oh my right, gosh, she's only. It looks like you're probably. Oh no, wait, you might not be in the clear to say that. Oh dang it! <laughs> she's really pretty. Um. So. <laughs> so. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. This old dude comes in and is like, "You look. You look prettier in your picture." And she's like, "You look older in yours." Um. Or you look. Uh. You're. You look older than. Yeah. You yeah. look older than your picture. Essentially. Um, and yeah, at first they're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then we pan back to Rose the Hat and um, crow. the Crow, Daddy. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, pull him up. <laughs> yeah, oh. Daddy's oh. okay. Yeah, he's Lakota. I thought so. He's so sexy. Anyways, um, so they're watching him, and Rose is like, "I don't see what the fuss is about, Crow." And he's like, oh, just just watch. Just watch. And all of a sudden, we're shown some shining stuff. Different powers than we've been shown before. So I, through this movie, I think it's implied that people have different abilities that with their shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Snakebite Andy's is that she, quote unquote, pushes people. She wills them to do something. I think everyone's got like the same... They can all do the same things, but I think there's like stuff that you are better better at. at. Gotcha. Because we see other people like we see other people pushing, and we see other people looking, right, like, right, sensing. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but um, so we're showing this kind of kick-ass scene where she turns it against them and uh, puts a scar on their face, and basically every time he looks in the mirror, he says out loud, "I like little girls." Um. And steals all his money because fuck men. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Crow, uh, Crow and Rose are both like, uh, Bazoingas, I, I like this. Um, and they uh, put her in the van. Yeah, Andy is and like, like, you're coming home with me. Andy, <laughs> Andy's leaving and there's this great bit where Rose grabs her hand and 
Andy tries to use her power and is like, you want to let go of me? And there's this pause and Rose goes, oh, no, sweetie. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, And then we're showing Dan just sleeping under a passway uh, down on his luck. Just binged a whole bottle of bourbon or something. Not doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes, takes the money he has stolen and buys him a ticket. Um, and starts to try and get on this new life. And we're then shown Abra's birthday party. Um, where this asshole magician just keeps ruin on abra i hate it uh being <laughs> yeah a- he does well it's because abra is like i can do that too and, and he's, he's like, like yeah kid he's yeah like, that's great sweetie yeah that's great which uh-huh. does kind of sound mean but like come on kid. i know but like he's like the fucking like yeah he's a bir- he's a birthday magician he but, should be a little more yeah like <laughs> come on yeah kid yeah yeah what? graduate from juilliard but i guess not yeah <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, there's some great setup where she was saying I could do uh, that where he was, like, doing the magic trick where he like, spoon. spoon on his nose. Yeah. Uh, mm. Cut to the, uh, the parents cleaning up the party. And at this point, Daniel goes, do you remember what you said? Um, damn, kids really <laughs> fucking litter, don't they? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're fucking kids. <laughs> Just throw shit on uh, the ground. Yeah, because they were cleaning up like the like cake plates yeah, in so the yard. There's like milk dud things everywhere. Cake is just on the, the ground. Who the fuck likes milk dugs? Not me. Dugs. Was it milk dugs? Milk duds. Milk duds. Milk, d- <laughs> milk duds? duds. Yeah. What? What yeah. is it? Someone say it again. Milk, milk duds. duds. With a D. Duds. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, where that's shown, Abra's father walking into the kitchen, and he's like, "Oh my god, why are all our utensils on the floor?" And the mom's looking up, and she's like, "Babe, look up, look at the sky, baby." And the, oh, spoons. the spoons are in the ceiling because at the birthday party, um, I just explained the, this. Did you? Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was looking at one of the actors' it, Wikipedia it, it, pages. It, 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 it's okay. No, it's fine. I heard it. Thanks. Thanks, Emily. Why didn't you fucking stop? <laughs> I thought about it, but I just kind of wanted you to keep on going. <laughs> there was actually a funny bit like this in the last episode that we didn't stop. <laughs> Where we just talked. Of, Emily and I just had a full conversation about the music, but you were distracted with looking something else up. And then after the fact, we, I brought up something about the music. and You were like... Yeah, the music's really great in this. And I just did not have the foresight to be like, yeah, we just talked about that. <laughs> the music is really great. Music is, I think, I think I remember Taking, that. Uh, just like The Shining. This yeah, uh, the Newton brothers who frequently collaborate with uh, Mike Flanagan on all his projects. Oh, wow. Basically. Yeah, they, they really know what they're doing there. Uh, yeah, I love, mm-hmm. they reuse, again, they reuse a, uh, basically a lot from the shining but i think they use it in really effective poignant ways that it's like oh like yeah you're using the music from the shining but it works in the scene you're using right it like in. you're bringing me back and you're right yeah. this is all about shit from the past coming back to haunt you hey guys i don't know if you've noticed this yet but mike flanagan really likes trauma he, he <laughs> trauma haunts you trauma and, and also addiction and alcoholism so there goes 
him? It's almost like he was an alcoholic and is trying to explore that himself. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Oh. You can, yeah. I'm sorry. His personal life section I'm on sorry. Wikipedia does not say that. Uh, okay. Yeah, his fucking... I think actually it's mentioned in his career because it is on his Wikipedia page because that's how I did learn about it. Um. So anyways... Uh, yeah, Abra is like, look what I, the magic trick I did. And it's all happy. And She's the, parent, so innocent, the so parents cute. are like, uh, ah. and she gets all sad and all the spoons drop. And then, uh, it's implied that Danny and Rose both felt that because it cuts to the both of them after the spoons drop going like, oh, <gasps> does it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, and then we're shown Rose. Being like, hey, Andy, listen, I don't do this a lot, but I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to make a deal. You want to become one of us? We're the true knot. And she's like, what the fuck is the true knot? And she's like, what can be tied? Wait, What's... what once was tied can never be untied. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this is the true knot. Um, and You're in this for life, girl. They're uh, at this point. I don't know. I, I think it's easy to say what they're hunting. They are vampiric like creatures that they hunt the shining they hunt the shining and eat it which i think is a really cool concept yeah i know i think that's really um, cool and it seems like they they die yeah they, that, they say that they're like they die and then they come back and they are something different yeah because uh after this whole transformation thing of andy um she wakes up and looks to rose and goes am i human and rose goes do you care anymore um which actually there's another line like that later on which is really neat to show kind of a parallel between our villains and heroes um uh so uh yeah we're kind of shown that whole rose thing uh danny arrives in fraser new hampshire what looks like to be a pleasant town it does look really nice um i would love to visit fraser he's he's got a nice loft yeah oh well yes we're introduced to billy this guy who's like hey you look like you're rough and you're just off the track. He helps him out i like him yeah billy's a really good fucking friend he's a g billy uh billy you're a g we love you, Billy. Um, right, because Danny ain't got no friends. Danny doesn't have any so, friends when he gets to Fraser, and yeah. Billy's like, uh, "I'll I'll vouch for this guy." And yeah, we're shown his loft that Billy uh, paid the first two weeks of rent for, um, and uh, he has a blackboard wall uh, because the previous tenant was a math student painted all blackboard, and uh, so he has a blackboard wall yes. um, that comes into play surprisingly enough kind of um For sure. so yeah um i, I do want to go into the transformation scene of andy um because i think that's just a really well shot scene mm-hmm. of like them on the beach and then like her behind the fire or like i think in front of the fire and then you know this very ritualistic Again, it feels like she's selling her soul almost. Like, oh yeah, like this is like the deal with the devil essentially. And I don't know, it's just really well shot of like cutting between like roses. Like, I love how Rose is like in this like shadowed eye, but like her bottom part of her face is lit up. Um, and when Andy's transforming into whatever they are, because they 
I forget in the book if they're ever, like their their creature name is ever said, but not in this. It's no, they're always just the true not end. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was always like, you know, when I was talking back with you guys, I was like, what are they again? Are they <laughs> the vampires? Vampire, yeah, witches? Like, uh, right. I just like witches. Uh. Witches. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, there is a bit of like witch, like some witch iconography of like they do suck souls to stay young and stuff that is a part of it but again i just link them more with vampirism just yeah, because i think because they they got powers and they suck on lives. right um they're not photosensitive to light but honestly that wasn't originally a thing in vampire yeah Vamp- nosferatu yeah nosferatu fucking that up no um you're fine anyways i mean you're not fine in some other areas but you're fine with that anyways um so uh that transformation scene top tier well acted um and then hmm? i i want to point out that the wikipedia plot summary for dr sleep half of it is the third act oh yeah no no it literally is that's why i kind of gave up (laughs) because like this doesn't help at all um so uh oh my gosh i was about to say something about oh danny where there's a scene of danny i i the scene fucks me up oh it's so creepy we see flies um coming around the bed he's got an arm around him he's got an arm around him and he tries getting up slowly and then the arm grabs him and it's the girl from the apartment yeah um and uh, basically, it's like she, they haven't found us yet. Uh, he, they were used to him crying because I left him alone so much. They haven't even found our bodies yet. And at that moment, the baby turns over. And it's like, oh, it's really sad. And at this moment, Dan is like, okay. <sighs> Goes to his friend Billy, who got him this room. And is like, I need help. And then they go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and he gets a job. He gets a job because he helps uh, the uh, the guy who runs AA uh, find his watch. And he's like, how the fuck did you do this? And he's like, I don't know. I just have like this feeling. He's like, all right, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, yeah, the the doctor who, who runs AA in this hospice, he's like, okay, well, that's bullshit. But... Um, how about you work for me? Yeah. Uh, and there's this great bit of dialogue of like, do dead people bother you? No, we're all dying. I think the world is just one great big hospice oh, with fresh I, air. I really like that line. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, yeah. And then after that, we're shown like Andy recovering from her transformation. Um, I also want to say that uh, I think have we gotten any crossover? Like, there's a, there's this thing in this movie where there's like three lines of the story, and that you know they weave in and out of each other. But like, when something happens in one, the other two will notice. Like Dan and Abra will notice when something happens with the true knot. So no, not yet. Kind of the first thing is that though actually is rose and dan feeling it because again when abra the spoons fall they get right. that sense right but nothing with dan and abra feeling true not stuff because that doesn't happen until abra's older remember yeah and we're still in a young abra stage um oh there's 
uh, this bit, there's a scene with Abra that breaks my heart where it's with her with her mom. And it's like, you're scared of me. It's like, oh, she's like, no, I love you. And she's like, oh, bitch, I didn't ask that. She's like, that wasn't my question. Yeah. Um, so uh, then we're shown Dan at his new job. And the cat at this hospice is so fucking adorable. Azzy. Yep. Yep. Um, as he goes into a room and Dan's like, uh, no, stop, uh, uh, goes in there. My and, pussy! And it's gone crazy! crazy! Help! Whoa. Um, so, the, the, uh, the scene that unfolds is sad to me. I cry nearly every time. Um, basically he goes in and it's this old hospice patient and he's like every ever since it's i've been here the cat knows essentially and uh dan talks him through it essentially of like mm-hmm. you know and this is where we get the title he he becomes dr sleep he's this figure at this center for helping people uh deal with like their, deal with the like because i know that they're dying right and right. It, I feel like it's very touching. I, I find, but there's two scenes of it. There's a lot more in the actual book, but um, the two scenes we're shown, I think, are really yeah, touching. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy these, like, just in, I don't know, it's just like, a, you know, the concept of death. Right. Um, and Danny. It's normally really scary, and it's kind of interesting seeing this, like, calming yeah, like, dr- acceptance. Almost, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people are scared of that. Like, right. Even watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so, like, Ah, right. I hope y'all could hear that. Um, oh, I need to get closer. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, then uh, Danny goes home and there's a little hello written on his chalkboard. And, and it's, it's written, the same way it's written as this little thing that uh, uh, Abra gave her mother during the birthday party scene. It's cute. And it's a, she puts always like smiley faces in her O's and yeah. And Dad responds, hi. And then we... Um, hi. Hi. And then we uh, cut to uh, ten years later. Uh, eight years. Eight later, years, because it's yeah. 2011, and we go to 2019 when this was shot. <laughs> um, so Dan is celebrating seven years of sobriety. Um, King, and he gives this really touching speech about how he's happy that he's made it this far, and I think he thinks that his dad would have been proud of him. Um, and he's really happy he's made it, and this is for Jack Torrance. And it's a really touching speech. It is. Um, and then we are shown uh, another sad fucking scene with him helping this old guy get through death, and it's really fucking sad, and it hurts me, um, because this one has, like, I don't know, like, when he's like, blueberries, they taste blueberries, like, from my mom, I'm like, ugh. I don't know. Mike Flanagan is like really good with like using memory. Um, like and it shows through a lot of his work, the idea of memory and memory haunting you or not even haunting you, but in uh, there are some good things to memory. You know, there are good things to also remember along mm-hmm. with the, you know, trauma that one can endure. I think it's, he thinks memories are very, very real and always very present with you right i think it's his big thing yeah um you just can't you can try and forget but there's always going to be some way of... and, he, and he has dick halloran say a specific thing because um he gets 
because Danny tries to put him in a box. Yeah, he's, the memory of to. of um the girl and the kitty left baby essentially, mm. and uh, he's like, "Oh no, Doc, you can't lock away those. the The memories are the real ghosts; they'll haunt us forever." Essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I'm pretty sure we're shown older Abra, right? Yeah. Um, just going about her day, right? Nothing too scary at this point. And then... Is she... I think she's maybe like... Is this when she's reading minds? Or I don't know. No, that happens a little later um, when she's trying to find um the boy, the missing persons. Oh, well, I think yeah. what first what happens is Dan goes home and he sees... A, oh, yeah. He sees a message on the yeah. blackboard. Uh, morning, and he writes school with a smiley face in the O. Um, because they've been pen pals for a while, but apparently he hasn't heard from her in a little bit. But was it, So I, I wasn't sure. Did that mean that they've been talking all throughout these eight years, or... Or it stopped? It, it was the first time, and then this? Uh, I, I don't know. Because based I, off his line, I was like, okay, so either he knew a bunch about it when it first happened, like he was like, oh, okay, this is a girl who has The Shining or whatever, mm-hmm. and then... Or he, like, they kept, like, saying little things to each other. I think they just kept little pen pal messages. Like, I nothing. I think so, too, because then, like, she's also, whenever they do I always like, thought their you first were, interaction yeah, together, I, like, I, she is, like. I always thought you were my imaginary friend. Yeah, like, she seems very connected to him. Yeah. Um. So, then we're shown uh, the true knot in their current situation. Grandpa Flick, not looking too good. Uh, <laughs> looking like an old bag of potatoes. Right. Um, and the crow goes to Rose and is like, "Listen, I'm I'm a, I'm 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 gonna try and find this boy, but we need some steam." And Rose is like, "Nah, six months is nothing. We're fine. Just find this boy so we can eat his shining." And he's like, "Come on, like he's like I need the steam to right. find him." Um, and it's implied that they're having trouble finding as much steam now they say um, that there's not as much right um so they were shown their feeding habits in full now because again just before this we were shown what feeding is like with just turning a person now we see them eating and it gets rather aggressive <laughs> and they're all just like <gasps> it's pretty pretty sexual uh yeah it uh, it's not as sexual in this, but like especially the during the one at the end. The one at the end. The well, also when they're killing the kid, it's very like. Well, well, um, that had me scared. Andy's <laughs> Andy's transformation is like he's sexual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, um, what happens after this? They she. Drinks. The they do they cut to the baseball scene? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like big world building after this. I don't think there's any scenes with Danny. No, nothing, nothing too much. Right. Um. So they're at the baseball game, and we have a cameo by the original Danny Torrance. Uh, that is so cool. In the crowd, he's pointing out the baseball player that the True Knot are about to fuck up. Um. And yeah, it's just a cool little thing that, like, Mike Flanagan's a cool guy for doing that. He 
he didn't have to do that, but he was like, yeah. I'll, I'll he, he messaged him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how uh, David Lynch does things at this point. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, then we're shown them trying to stranger danger this kid. This kid at first is like, no, thank you. Like, I'm good. Uh, played by Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> played by Wonder. Played by Wonder. Anyways, uh, then um, Snakebite Andy opens the door and it's like, no, we're your friends. You, you trust us. Get in. And then we are shown one of the most graphic depictions of a kid murder in a movie. <laughs> this shit had me so scared. Uh, yeah. And just, it like, well, the kid's kid? at, he's just so huh? good and... Was it as bad as the kid murder in it chapter two? I can't remember. It's just, okay, like. I, I guess we get, it's more time and it's like the torture. Really. Right. Because Jacob Tremblay is really acting his ass yeah, off. Here. Yeah, for sure. Because like, he's like screaming. He's the real wonder. Um, And uh, there's this horrifying bit of uh, like where he's like wheezing is like are you gonna hurt me uh, and it is Rose, just so like hard to watch and Rose just calmly goes yes and I was yeah. like oh and they just have no empathy at all no empathy um, and they just start really uh, fucking this poor kid up yeah and uh, Abra picks up on it and is like uh, what the fuck <laughs> Um, oh yeah, she like gets out of her sleep. She's like screaming, yeah. and like her parents are like, "What the fuck right. is wrong?" And Rose, and she's like, "He it. is dead." Rose senses it, and it's like someone was looking in on us. Um. Anyways, oh, we're showed while this freakout is happening. Uh, she carves something in Danny's fucking blackboard, and it's such a cool shot because he falls on the ground, looks in the mirror, and it looks like red rum. But actually, it's murder. Yeah, um, that was super cool. Shaw, what's like sh- shows him, yeah, in the mirror. I that was awesome. Yeah, um, clever way of using something from the original. It doesn't it intercut with the red rum shot from The Shining. No, there's that's later on when they're okay. back in the Overlook. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, Abra's like crying to her parents they're like you fucking murdered him and it's like ah this is not good um oh and dan asks who and she responds baseball boy um because that's all the information they could go off of because that's again they don't know him anyways uh so rose talks to crow and is like listen someone was looking in on us tonight I don't know what, but like this is big. Like they're powerful, right? They they were looking from miles away, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, do we turn her then? No, that's later on. Never mind. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, so then, uh, Abra, little fucking sneaky investigator, uh, at school time, uh, at first it's funny she's or showed this great bit of where she's listening this is when she's like reading minds and stuff um and there's this one kid who's like oh i'm gonna totally like fail my math exam and then there's this girl it's like why is the weird girl looking at me again weird girl and she's like i'm just i'm just living my life (laughs) what a cool imagine reading minds are you kidding me actually i don't know if i'd want to do that what about you guys would you guys want to read minds Um, it seems a little torturous i don't think so 
Because then, like, but I mean, God, I would love to like just be able to like turn it on and then turn it off whenever I wanted. You know what I mean? That's the problem. I feel like that's. I feel like you can't turn it off. Well, it depends on the person. I feel like with Abra, like the implication is she has a really hard time turning it off. Hence, why she's wearing headphones all the time to like. Oh my gosh, uh, she does. She's because even like Daniel or someone, like someone made a comment. They were like. Yeah, this she bitch had, is she wearing her headphones. headphones. Yeah, her like mom. you're like she's wearing them a lot. Oh, how yeah. interesting. Yeah, I did not think about that. Yeah. Um so she finds the missing person, uh the kid, prints out, uh and then we're shown this great bit where she uh views what happened that night by like a using her shining ability and it's this really cool overhead shot of following the cars and like they make bone crackling noises oh yeah this was fucking awesome is this when the cars are going like super fast and yeah yeah um so uh no no i think that because i I was thinking about this i'm thinking about abra wearing her i just looked up the shining autism uh you know and I said this about Danny. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. You did like, not. Danny is like, when he's a kid in The Shining, he's like kind of autistic coded. Yeah. And I think kids with The Shining are supposed to be autistic. I no, I don't know about supposed to be. I don't think Stephen King has that kind of foresight. Yeah. And I don't think Mike Flanagan was necessarily trying to do that. I think they are, though. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um sensitive and like they're very sensitive to certain things yeah. and you know yeah and, yeah and people look at them weird and yeah people usually don't like them and they have a lot of trouble with stuff okay. not not with stuff they they have a lot of trouble that is because of things out of their control right um so uh yeah we're showing the bone crackling stuff and then we're shown this, I guess, uh, what I imagine was a really fucking cool thing to film of like her trying to get in Rose's head and she like lifts, astro projects to her. And yeah, this, this was one of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. When she's like looking in on this Rose. whole thing. Yeah. And then like, you know, like her, it'll be Rose's hand like. Yeah. So touching like her, but it's like Rose. Oh, sorry, the mic. Um, but it's like Abra, like. I don't know. It's it's very well done. Yeah, so Rose looks in like the reflection of uh the uh glass at the grocery store. <laughs> right. Uh and sees Abra in her reflection and she puts her hand behind her Rose's head and it appears behind Abra. And at this point Abra's like, "Get out of my head. Get out of my head." And then the thing bursts yeah. and Rose is just blasted back. <laughs> Um, and one of the shots they use in the trailers, um, uh, and it's just really cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, Rose is like, fuck, <laughs> like this is, this is big. And, um, oh, she can't, Abra contacts Dan is like, I, 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 I saw her, like I, I got in her mind and, um, is all like, or no, that's later. Sorry, I keep confusing things. Um, but uh, she... Oh, that's why. She goes to Danny. I forgot. Travels to him. And is like, we need to talk. 
And he's like, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but it doesn't look good when like a man and a younger lady are on a bench <laughs> alone together. Oh, oh yeah. And, he, and she's like, if anyone you, asks, You're my uncle. You're my Uncle Dan. And then that sticks with uh, that title of Uncle Dan. Yeah, yeah the, she calls him that the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. The whole way through. And it's, it's, it's cute. I it's like that. It's cute. It's, it, they have a great relationship. Um, so uh, was like, we need to fight. <laughs> And Dan is like, you need to lay low <laughs> and stop right. pursuing these people. Um, because Rose over here is being like, what if we don't kill her and just keep her alive and keep feeding off of her? Yeah. And Crow's like, uh, what are you on about? He's like, that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea, Rose. <laughs> um, and he's like, she's like, I want the fucking whale. I must have her. Um, and yeah, Dan, Dan's like, don't, whatever you're doing, don't stop, quit while you're ahead. She does not. She doesn't. <laughs> she doubles down. Um, and she lures Rose into her brain. Yeah. Well, actually in between this, we have the uh, Dick's last scene. Dick is like, comes back and. Danny's all happy. He's like, I haven't seen you in years. And Dick's like, you look a whole lot better than the last time I saw you. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like, this is your responsibility. And he's like, why? And he's like, fuck, why me, Doc? Like, why was I the one who had to show up when I did? But like, I helped you out. Like, I hope you would extend the same courtesy Especially when this kid's in mortal danger. Yeah. I really I really like this message of it. It's not like Dan does not owe her anything, kinda, but she came to him and asked for help, so you should. Right, you should you should pay that forward. Um oh and also this is where uh Dan Dan asks uh Dick, like, Oh, what happens to the ghost in the boxes? And he's like, Do you care? Um, kind of alluding back to the oh yeah the line you were talking about in the beginning right Um, so yeah uh, Rose thinks she's just having a -A a-okay fucking time slipping into this mine when Abra says (laughs) chokes on you bitch (laughs) disguises herself uh, makes herself not look like what she looks like usually oh yeah she's like wearing a wig traps her hand inside this cabinet that she's looking in oh this is horrid (laughs) uh it's like that sensation is just so uncomfortable so like watching it you're just like oh my gosh like well you feel it you know makes you feel it yeah well avra then goes in her mind and starts looking at all her fucking memories and stuff and she starts pulling it out and Well, yeah. did you all notice what else is happening, too, that's really gross that you don't notice until, like, maybe you do, but, like, it took me a while to notice it. Her um skin of her feet is also sticking to the ground. Yeah, oh, I saw that. Oh, um, ouch. Yeah, and every time she steps up, like, the skin gets taken off. Uh, this is why you wear shoes, Rose. Fucking hippie. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Um. And yeah, fucking gets astral shot out of <laughs> Abra's mind. Um, also, Abra gets a good old look at her brain. Yeah, gets not get, a, not a good look. She gets through like a couple things. She 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 knows everyone's name and the knot now. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, Rose gets shot back, falls over on the ground. 
um, cut to Danny in his bed and Abra being like, I did it. I know everything. And him being like, ah, oh, this is the worst shit. thing he could have done. God damn it. Yeah. Um, then we are shown what happens to the true not when they die. Um, Grandpa Flick is what happens uh, and he is cycling is what they call it. Um, and we're given this great bit of dialogue of like, uh, Andy being like, I thought we live forever. And Rose being like, did anyone promise you that? I said, eat well, live long. Um, and then, uh, Rose actually has a really good little, uh, like kind of mom. Yeah. Cause grandpa flick is like, I'm scared. And she's like, no, you are not. And like, you've conquered Kings. You've, seen cities fall and like this is not what scares you and Mm -hmm. and oh how they die is so horrific they like start like (gasps) like heaving like disintegrating yeah and And everyone's like at first is like oh well (gasps) yeah they they explode into steam and they no body uh, left. Yeah, and then they're like all the witches are like, are they not the witches? But you know, yeah, yeah. Rose, they except immediately, Rose, immediately, immediately all like start me sucky sucky right. now, mommy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Rose, Rose does not partake. Anyways, right. Dan goes to Billy and it's like, okay, you need to believe me on this. And if I'm crazy, I'm crazy. And Billy's like, what is it? Cut to them in the car. Billy's such a good friend. <laughs> Billy is so cool. Uh, yeah, Abra's like, "What? How long have you been here?" And blah blah blah. And basically, what just happens is Abra shows uh, him the mind trick of how he got into Rose's mind. She got into Rose's mind, and uh, nearly crashes the car. Um, I wonder if this is a reference to the scene where uh, Danny signaled uh, Dick in the original Shining. And nearly made him crash his car. Oh yeah, um, because that that part of the seed isn't in the original novel. Um, so I wonder if it was an allusion to that. Probably. Um, so Rose and the Knot are like full on ready to get Abra, while Dan and Billy are going to where the baseball boy was murdered to get the glove, so Abra can track the Knot. Um. So they go to where the baseball boy is. Uh, Billy has this great dialogue of like, I kind of wish that like this isn't true. And you're just crazy. And you're just crazy because I think that's a whole lot better than the actual he says, truth. He says, I can work with that. Right. Um, which, uh, love you, Billy. <laughs> great. Um, but they do find the baseball boy. Horror. Oh, it's a great effect, and it's uh, but it's so ugh. yeah, corpse. Uh, oh, yeah, them like digging him up, and yeah. Oh, and there's another great monologue with Billy being like, you know, I used to hunt, and like I, but I quit because of this one incident, and the smell. That's this is that smell. I'm like ugh. the, the yeah. smell of like a few day old right uh, dead deer. Right. Ugh. Um. And they get the baseball glove, though, and they're quickly pursuing back to Abra. And at this point, Dan is like, you need to tell your parents what's going on. Um, Oh, at this point, um, Abra's mom has gone away to Florida to visit their grandmother, who is implied to be dying of cancer. Um, And so that's that's why we don't mention Abra's mom from here on out. (laughs) Um, 
So right, she's gone. She's gone. Um, so Dan gets to Abra's house, and <laughs> Abra's dad is like, "What the fuck? Like, what? What is this? Like, he's just Start, starts trying to beat up Dan. Yeah, and he's like, "I thought I told you to show him." And Abra's like, "I told him, not the same thing." <laughs> um, and Abra uses her shining to project all this uh well not all of it she uh, she like shows him a bunch of stuff yeah and uh dan is like i wish this weren't true but it is and i'm just a friend my dude um and uh yeah <laughs> there's there's this great bit where uh then he shows her everything and uh he he needs a little drink to calm things over and offers dan and billy some and they're like both like no okay <laughs> Um, so, uh, they put this plan together of, all right, Dan's like, all right, Abra, you're going to let them follow you, but we're going to trick them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's to be noted that Rose has not gone with them because Crow thought it would be bad because, uh, Abra already has fucked her up a great deal. (laughs) And, uh, he thinks that he's like, you're the only person we know she can track. Right. Um so yeah, we're we're in the third act now. I love the third act of this film. It's really the ramping up of like shit's about to go down is really good in my opinion in this right. film. Um so you're shown Abra in the car going to some park and uh the true knot eventually follow and uh Andy walks right up to Abra and is like I thought this was going to be hard. Stick. Zun. Uh, and Abra passes right out. But it's a rabbit. It's a stuffed rabbit. Uh, Abra was just astro projecting. And then Danny and Billy start fucking up the true knot. Yeah, this scene is so good. It's kind of gross, too. Um, yeah, it's uh, every time like there's a kill or nearly every time there's a kill, it c- cuts back to Rose just like wailing. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, it turns out it's pretty fucking easy to kill these people. Yeah, uh, they're not immortal or anything. They're, they're, they're not invulnerable. They right. just like you they, shoot them and they die. Right. Um. So, uh, uh, everyone nearly dies, and then all of a sudden, like Abra's like, "Where's the crow?" Crow wasn't with them. Crow separated with them a little while ago and went to Abra's house steals abra at this point sadly billy and andy tells billy to kill himself as she's dying yeah because we think we're off the hook and then she's like kill yourself and he does it hurts it's like damn it yeah really like billy (laughs) billy was a really good friend goes back to the uh abra's house we find uh abra's Abra's dad murdered and he tried to save Abra, but you know he's a dude. He's a dude, and and he ain't got he, no shine. And he didn't he, have a gun. He, he he didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Um. And then we're given this great character. Well, actually, actually, before that is Abra and uh Crow in the car, and he's like, "This is your fault, bitch. All this today, this is your fault." And it's like, Man, fuck oh you. yeah, doesn't he? He has some great lines about like. Um, people dying and like yeah. he was, he's like for what and I yeah I he's like we I still really, got you so I really enjoyed what was it worth your friends dying your dad yeah. dying my friends 
It was all worth nothing. Um, and it's like, move. And at this point, Abra is heavily drugged, having a really hard time trying to get in contact with Dan. And, yeah. Uh, we have this great character moment with Dan where he he nearly relapses. You know, he's mm-hmm. down bad and he has that option to take that sip. But man, stay strong and fucking shatters that bottle. Yup. Um, and is like, fuck no, we're going to do this. And goes full out shine on us um, and is able to contact Abra, gets there. And then this is one of my favorite bits is when he possesses Abra or takes over her body. And it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I feel hungover. Um, well, he also does this cool little thing because um, he's like, he's like trying to find Abra. He's like trying, he's really trying to get to her. And he's like, I can't, I can't find her anywhere. And he goes, did you say this already? No, the okay. radio line. He's yeah, like, no. a dick told him that it was like a radio. If you're trying to call somebody and you can't get anybody, just listen. Uh, and it's, I think that's just really cool. So yeah, uh, then uh, he Crow realizes that it's really not Abra speaking. Um, and he's like, who is this? And he's like, I'm the guy who killed your friends. Um, and... Uh, we're given this great bit where we're, we keep sh- what we keep thinking is uh, him alluding to getting his gun is actually setting up for this great payoff of Danny being like, you know, it's arrogance. It's arrogance, really. Stance reason you wouldn't wear a seatbelt if you thought you were going to live forever. And it cuts back to him showing yeah. that his seatbelt isn't uh plugged in how do you what is that technically buckled Buckled in buckled in oh my god i had a brain fart what the fuck (laughs) danny uh turns the wheel and crashes into a tree uh and he's dead rose the hat is pissed yup no, yeah, because that was her man, right? Yeah, uh-huh. she's like, "Fuck, I ain't gonna get no more ghost dick <laughs> or vampire dick." Vampire dick, true not dick. Um, <laughs> so and she calls the true not family, so that's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's not you. It's oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's true. They're fucking. Yeah. No, they're fucking. It's it's weird. Yeah. There's yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh. There's this great scene where Abra's walking on the country roads, and uh, what we think is Rose, the ha- Rose actually herself pops up, and it's like, <gasps> um, but we quickly learn it is a astral projection, um, and Rose is like, "You bitch," and Abra's like, uh-huh, and just walks right through her. I was like, yeah. "Fuck you!" Yeah. Uh, Abra, love the actress. Really great performance. Yeah, she's my favorite in this movie. Um, Rose does a bunch of steam. Rose takes a lot of steam and is all her wounds heal from her hand. She's juiced up. Uh, she's juiced up. And uh, Danny. Oh yeah. Danny meets up with uh, Abra and is like, "All right, we gotta go somewhere to end this." And they make their long journey to Colorado. Um, and. Uh, Rose is tracking them. There's this bit where uh, uh, Abra's mom calls, uh, and it's like, "Honey, oh my god, you're okay." And Abra's is like, "Love you." She throws her phone <laughs> out the fucking car. Uh, and uh, ga- uh, 
Dan is gassing up, and I think this preamble into the reuse of the DS era overture is so good. Oh yeah. Um, when it's he's like, it's just up the mountain. We're almost there, and then you just hear. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Um, And we go to the decrepit um, Overlook Hotel. Um, And Daddy wakes it up. And And it's gorgeous. Doesn't even look like a remodel. Um, Yeah. So, again, first off, they rebuilt the set to make it look like its original version. And then they distressed a bunch of shit to make it look old and withered. That's really cool. Dedication. Um, and it looks old and withered. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're showing some flashes of the past. Uh, uh, Dan goes throughout the hotel. Uh, he goes to the old room, and we're shown uh, really good recreation footage because uh, they don't use clips from the original Shining. I didn't realize. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. I yeah. also was no. I I realized that it was the like the new like yeah. actors and actresses, but I was like, whoa, this looks so. Like, th- again, th- th- is it, this looks like The Shining? This looks like The Shining. How fucking weird. Yeah. Like they the, get guy. the door like exactly right. Yeah. Like it looks like the because again it does have like a specific kind of looking weird shape in it. Anyways, we're shown one of my. Favorite fucking scenes in the movie. Scene between Dan and Jack. This is. It's it's the bar. So it's like the bar scene from The Shining. And it's. I kind of was. Ho- I wanted Jack Nicholson to be there. Um, but I know that's not how the Overlook works. Yeah. So instead we get Henry Thomas. Who's a really great actor. Who doesn't try to do a Jack Nicholson impression. But does like. Uh, the accent from where he's from. It's a suggestion. Right. Uh, but he does a great job, and I think this scene is just... It's hard, because, again, Dan is just trying to be, like, tell him this story that he's been... Feels like he's been wanting to tell him for a long time, and he just doesn't care, either by choice or overlook reasons. Uh, I think it's also fine that it's not... Uh, like a spot on Jack Nicholson because it's not Jack. Right. It's it's the Overlook. Right. It's Lloyd. Right. Lloyd the bartender serving up uh, misgivings at the Overlook Hotel is like one of Dan's lines. or um, And there's this great bit of where he's like, uh, I love this dialogue of a man takes a drink, the drink takes a drink, and then the drink takes, takes a the man. man. It's like, ooh. and then we get Jack's. I, I guess uh, my interpretation is Jack all of a sudden comes back for a second of like, no, it's medicine. It's purified cure all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a man tries so hard and he gets these mouths feeding and feeding and it's like oh my god and finally like puts the refilled bourbon uh, glass down because he took the initial shot 
puts it down refill and is like, are you going to take your medicine? And Ewan McGregor is just a fucking fabulous actor. And it's like in tears at this point. It's like, no, I'm not. He slams the, the glass. So beautiful. Um, and yeah, then we're shown a scene of Jack and Dan in the uh, restroom, a scene that's not in the theatrical cut. Because um, it's not in the theatrical cut of The Shining. What? The bathroom scene? The bathroom scene is. I thought it wasn't. Nope. What's not then? Uh, what the skeletons. The, the skeletons. Right. Yeah. The Cut I, that. Cut that. <laughs> fuck the skeletons. Anyways, I really like the skeletons. Anyways, besides the point. Spooky, scary skeletons. skeletons. Um, then, uh, uh, fucking Rose is waking her way up the mountain. And Abra's She'll like, be coming around the mountain when she comes. Period. She'll be coming around the mountain. Hey, we don't want to get copyrighted. Oh, Ten I know. seconds. Hey, I thought it was. I thought it was thirty seconds. I don't know. I think it's public domain. Is it? Let's look it up. Anyways, while we're looking this up, Emily and I will continue. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Rose comes in, and there's only there's there's huh? Is it? It's a folk song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when the chariot comes, huh? What's that? That's what it's based on. Oh, uh, what was that? Uh, so uh, there's only one scene in this. Uh, there's only one part of this scene of Rose entering the Overlook that I think is like gratuitous, and I think is the only bad point. That's when she looks at the fucking blood evaders. I'm like, okay, yeah, blood evaders make a return. And it's not needed, in my opinion. It's the only time, I think, during the film, it feels like, hey, remember The Shining? You know that movie? Because, like, before it's been doing that, but in a clever way that feels natural. Because I don't... Here's the thing. I don't get what the Blood Evaders are supposed to be. Yeah, and Rose is just like, yeah, those are kind of cool, I guess. She's like, hey, that's like that movie, The Shining. (laughs) Rose is us in that moment. No. Uh, so we get Dan and Abra standing on those iconic, lovely stairs. Uh, and Rose going up to the uh, desk where the typewriter is still at. Um, and they trap her inside Danny's mind for a bit. And uh, I love this sequence of... She she thinks it's Abra's mind. Yeah. Uh, and there's this point where Abra just keeps slicing her um, back of her knee. Mm-hmm. And Rose is trying to, like, find out how she's doing it. Slash trying to get her. Slash trying to talk her down. Being like, we're not so different, you and I. Um pardon me and uh then she catches abra and is holding up her neck and it's like monologuing and as we slowly see one of jack's uh dan's boxes slowly come towards um rose the hat and then she realizes wait a minute this isn't you this is someone else enough (laughs) and blasts everyone enough uh and dad's like run and then rose is like how did we miss you (laughs) you motherfucker (laughs) and how did they miss him uh 
Because it's implied at that time when Danny was shining, there was more shine people in the world. I guess that's true. Right. Uh, and I guess he wasn't shining. Because he stopped shining. That's a big implication is that he stopped doing it because every time that Wendy looked at him, right. it reminded him, it reminded her of Jack. So um, that's probably why. Anyways, uh, we have a great reversal instead of a band chasing a woman up the stairs it's a woman chasing a man up the stairs right um instead of a baseball bat he has a full-on axe um and there's some great dialogue back and forth of like oh you want to you want to be like me you want to become part of the true knot and he's like no how does it feel like to be the only one of your kind left and uh, he she's like oh no i'm not the last just the prettiest <laughs> uh he's like no and she's like all right are we gonna do this and daddy swings his axe and it goes right into her shoulder but she don't fucking care because she steamed the fuck up yep uh takes the axe from him beats him gets him right in the fr- uh, femoral femoral artery, artery and throws him down and then she starts like sticking her uh, thumb in it because she wants the steam from him, and she she likes his steam. Oh yeah, it, this is when she's like, "Ah, uh, steam!" Tastes, it tastes like whiskey. Um, like <laughs> it, it, it's implied that there's a taste to it more because of the age and stuff and the mm, wear. Aging like a fine wine. Yeah, because originally she's like, normally people this old like they it's, don't. It's gross. It's, it's dirty pretty nasty uh, and then she's like oh you're not alone in there like what are you hiding and that's when he turns the fucking ghost on him she's like they're they're hungry and they want to eat you yeah this was pretty fucking cool and he uh, uh, opens all the boxes and we see all the ghosts from the, the twins yeah. um titty lady titty lady lovely party isn't it guy horace horace uh delbert delbert grady um i don't think lloyd's in there but i guess the implication is that jack has just fully become lloyd the bartender yeah uh so uh they fucking devour rose and uh, then they turn on to dan and danny's like oh huh, i gotta put my thumb back in the boxes and then the twins are like hello danny wanna play can't can't get enough boxes fast enough. Yeah, can't get can't get in those boxes. And uh, at this point, the Overlook possesses Danny, uh, and we have Abra just chilling out, waiting for Danny because she wants to leave with him. Um, but she turns the corner, and there's the twins, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then she looks back, and she's like, "Ah, oh, Uncle Dan," and Uncle Dan like, "Hello, little girl." I'm going to get you. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, ah, fuck shit. me. Starts running around the hotel, runs into uh, Dilbert. Lovely party, isn't it? Uh, goes into room 237. That's the room from The Shining. Uh, <laughs> um, And there's this great bit where the titty lady starts coming at her and she just looks at it and goes, try it. It's like, ooh, okay. Oh, okay. A yeah. sass there. Um, and then Dan comes in and is like, yeah, I'm crazy, Dan. Yeah, and she like is trying like, to, I guess, reason with him. Yeah, you're you're not Dan. You're you're a false face, and like, right. trying trying to talk him into 
She's like, he's in there, though. Right. And you don't know where he's standing. You don't know the first place Dan Torrance went to uh, before uh, all this other shit happened. He went to the motherfucking boiler room. The boiler room. Hey, Stanley Kubrick didn't give a fuck about the boiler nope. room. But uh, you know who decided to give a fuck? Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. And Stephen King said, thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, we have this very tense moment where you think, oh, my God, he's going to kill Abra. But uh, she stops the axe with her shining. Or I don't know if it's implied. I, I think she he stops like just short of it gotcha okay because i always wondered if it like she stopped it with the shining slash she gained awareness but that's an impressive precedent to stop an axe yeah in mid-swing um and then uh yeah dan comes back and it's like no like you need to go you need to get out of here i gotta close the door behind us um and then we get possessed dan going to the boiler room and he's trying to reach to turn the boiler off but dan comes through and we're given one of the most beautiful shots i think of dan's looking at something and it pans over like we see a hand go on his face and then it Mm -hmm. pans over and it's his mom and then it pans out and it's young danny torrance yeah and that's just really fucking sweet because we're given this bit of dialogue during the whole jack danny scene of like i couldn't even look her in the eyes when she was dying because there were so many flies covering her face Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of a payoff of that too, of like he get finally gets to look in her eyes mm-hmm. um, in this final moment, and the overlook burns to the ground. Um, also, the maze is also really fucking crazy too. Whenever they pan out of it, and you're like, oh, my oh God. yeah, the, the maze in Dan's mind is yeah, huge, huge fucking maze, and uh, yeah. And then we're shown our final scene and Dan's back and you're like, wait a second. And then you're like, oh, it's like Dick from the beginning. <laughs> um, oh, so it kind of didn't even like, that didn't really hit me till now. Mm-hmm. Like, is he kind of almost like, like her, her, not her conscious. Yeah. Con- How do you say that word? Conscious. Conscience. Conscience? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say like mentor, but I feel like that would be the wrong word. Right, right. <laughs> but um, okay. Yeah. And, uh, Aww. uh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, they have this great dialogue, the mom and Avra, of like, no, we go on. Like, no, that. Oh, yeah, no, that, like, dad's okay. Right. No, and. That, and grandma, too. Yeah. Um, Very and, sweet. And then she's like, you come for dinner? And then she's like, nope, got some business first to take care of. And she goes to fuck up Titty Lady again. Oh, yeah. That's the end of the movie. It's, the sh- it's like film like the shot when Danny does yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to point out, I was, did we mention it? That during the doctor scene when Dan's talking to the doctor, it's filmed like... Uh, oh, no, we didn't. It's filmed like, like Jack's Allman. interview in The Shining. Yeah, the Allman interview. It's like the same um, office and the same shots. used. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's Doctor Sleep, a really solid film. Dum, dum, dum. I think Mike Flanagan might just know what he's doing. I think Mike Flanagan's my favorite horror director right now. I just think he, uh, he knows how to make you be moved with horror. Like you're not just watching his stuff to be scared. You're also getting a really compelling story along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just surrounds that story with an altogether amazing fucking cast that bring it their all, uh, and I I love that. 
I could not agree more. Um, yeah. So, Emily, would you, you, we were talking about it last night, and you is your opinion still that you like this more than The Shining? Yes, I really like this a lot. And, yeah, I think I do like it more than the original Shining. Um, because I just think the story is, I think the plot was just so compelling for me and, like, had me really wanting more even though it was three hours long i was like wait i do really want to see what happens right um <laughs> yeah just i'm just i think the whole like concept was really interesting and probably one of like my favorite like it's probably one of my favorite horror movies i think yeah i know it's solid daniel you know that? yeah like it was it was still scary but i think what you guys said going back sorry daniel uh but like going back to just like the like the movie as a whole and like the story and how like my What's his name again? Mike Flanagan. Yes, so Mike Flanagan does a good job at like creating that like whole package. That's just like the it's not just to like scare you. It's right. A lot more than that. For okay. sure. Daniel. Uh, I I think he is pretty keyed into the fact that horror is not just about scaring people. It's about what makes people scared. Right. It's Ooh. like with the ghosts are not what's scary about The Shining. It's that, like, there is this thing that is haunting Jack Torrance and it is making him destroy his family. And it's making him be extremely violent and awful. Uh, and what's... And it's the same thing here. Unfortunately, this film was not very well received. And I'm looking at some yeah. of the reasons. And I guess I can agree. Not not like this movie. This movie did fine. Yeah. got an av- It got a C. C plus, um, but I think it deserves more. I get why it's got a low rating because people didn't like this movie; they didn't go see it. Probably (laughs) because it's a sequel that came out thirty years after. Yeah, but uh, you should thirty what like Uh, so forty so many years after the original. I mean, it's the same problem that Blade Runner twenty forty nine ran into of like, you know, you know, the the problem is sequels like this beforehand were not good you know if when a sequel came out years later that was not a good sign usually i think i was also kind of like when you guys were telling me about like how a sequel i was like uh that that was where my brain went i was like how good is this gonna be right i really wasn't expecting it to like it this much yeah because again you're lulled into the sense of like you know a sequel has you know is I think what Dr. Sleep does is really excellent in that, yes, you have to watch The Shining to understand some elements, but ultimately it is the story of Dan. And it's not like, like, okay, if we were to do like a generic Shining sequel, I feel like it would be completely set in the hotel again. Like, that's the obvious thing to do is to go back to the hotel and it completely be set in the hotel. Like, okay, years later, Danny goes back to the hotel for a paranormal investigation and things go wrong from there. I guess. I think I think the main problem is that it's it's really long for a movie that relies on another movie. I think if it was like like 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. Um, like 20 minutes shorter, it, I think it'd be perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm just... I was a huge fan of it when I saw it in theaters, that original theatrical cut, and I'm a huge fan of it 
obviously now with I usually again watch the uh director's cut not the theatrical cut I mm-hmm. I rarely watch it um I watched it the other night to kind of like get a sense so I could tell some of the differences on the podcast of like like again there's no chapters in the theatrical cut there's no chapter 6 Oh ghosts, okay which I think I don't know I like the chapters oh, Yeah I think that's cool uh cuz again it's a nice callback kind of to the title cards of the first film but also you know being more book like um so yeah i recommend this film a lot uh a lot a lot a lot a lot lot, yes a lot it's so fucking great and if you're a fan of the shining and have not watched it i think you should give it a try Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. that's all i have to like watch it um Enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully. Or don't. Or don't. I, I guess we, we can't, can't tell, tell you. We can't right. tell you about it. I'm right. trying to think what what could be taken. Like, I don't want to make a list of cuts for this movie. But, like, there there are parts where I'm like, okay, we're kind of dragging. But I'm not sure which part. It's like, it's not like there's a whole scene that I think should be cut. I, it's like there's bits of a scene it, that it's should. like the this scene is a little too long yeah okay um that's fair i agree i think i find that towards more like the beginning i think that the, as the movie goes along i think the yeah I, the third improves. act is pretty good the third act goes by like this and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god um i'd say even set like halfway through the second act it's going pretty like we're we're yeah. doing a lot and but like it's uh, satisfying 2011 takes a really long time yeah uh that middle section of 2011 where you know we've done away with the prologue and stuff and young danny uh but i i think that 2011 stuff a lot of it is integral you know showing that midsection of danny's life of where he wasn't fully back do, do we need andy's transformation i think because it shows what it's like to become the true one of the true knots i i guess but does that because yes do we, do we need that information yes because it's like because someone would ask well how do they become the true knot how do you get involved I think so. I think the the be- Andy becoming a true knot is integral to showing the process. Because again, and uh, I feel like inevitably there would be an audience member who would have been like, "But like, are they like probably me? Like, are they hu- like? Because again, then the question is, were they human beforehand? Are they a c- completely creature onto themselves that looks human like? But I feel like I feel like that could have been handled through shorter dialogue like Abrigo's like what are you are you human mm, that would have felt clunky though like what are you well, well I'm well this. Andy does that eh, no she goes am I uh, am I hu- you- if, if Abrigo's are you human she goes I don't know like definitely well, was yeah but like I feel like that interaction with Andy is much better than that though because she just goes do you care yeah, I, that that part's good. I don't know. I I feel like there's stuff to be cut from there, from Andy's transformation. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe like her hugging on Grandpa Flick. Yeah, <laughs> that's not needed. 
the scene in the movie theater, I think, is kind of it's cool, but I think it's unnecessary. I guess. I don't know. I'm attached to a lot of the 2011 stuff because I like a lot of the 2011 stuff. All right. Um, but I, I, I mean, like, it's crazy to me though. Like, like something I think should have been cut. Like, I think that scene of like Rose looking at the blood evaders shouldn't. But that's in the theatrical cut. Surprisingly enough, it's yeah. That scene's kind of dumb. And it's like, oh my god. I I think Dan walking around the hotel takes a little long. That I will agree with. Him like just like walking around hallways. I'm like, okay. And like the lights showing. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it's like neat and stuff. But, and like, I guess not it's supposed needed. to be like that the overlook is like sprawling, but we know that already. Right, yeah. We know like it's ready for them. Yeah. Um But yeah, other than that, like, uh go watch this fucking film. It's on HBO Max. Um and God God bless you for having to watch something on HBO Max. <laughs> It's a process. It's really, have, it's really the darndest. If you thing. have bad internet, it's really not a good time. Um, uh, but yes, so that's Doctor Sleep. Um, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Uh, hopefully, Doctor Sleep by the time uh, Daniel and I talk to you next, um, no mm-hmm. Emily in the next one. It'll be two days before Halloween. Yeah, Mama needs a break. Mama needs a break from the podcast. Um, and that's okay. She'll be back. Emily, you'll be back. I will. You shall make your joyous return to Fry FM eventually. Yes. I'm sure if we... Our Get Out episode. Get Out or Midsommar. Yes! Uh, oh my God, let's do Get Out. Would you also want to do Midsommar? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, maybe you and Jacob could do Midsommar. Just me and Jacob? Yeah. That no, I want y'all to be on it too. I no. need help. Give us a fucking break. Give us. A, we've been doing this for nearly over a over a year now. We can say that. Uh, so next time we're going to be talking about <gasps> the Evil Dead. Ooh. Ooh. Fun little Halloween. Fun little Halloween. Hopefully. Fun little Halloween episode into the retrospective. Yes, because we're going to do a retrospective. I'm excited. Uh, and yeah, hopefully these fucks will have watched Midnight Mass soon. And I can uh, come in real fast, yeah. give you my input yeah, on yeah, Midnight yeah. Mass, and then, and then leave and let you all talk about the Evil Dead. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, I've been Mason. I've been Daniel. And I've been Emily. And, and this, this is Right, right FM. FM. Ooh, happy spring.